off the ball. The salary cap has gone so low. It's a very interesting decision. The decision is, do you work or do you play rugby? You know, and it may be better off to work. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Gaelic football on Off The Ball With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship Check out hashtag the toughest for more Jason Duffy of Armagh, what a victory, what a game Unreal, yeah, <laughs> definitely great to get over the line now Great to get a result and on in the quarterfinal, it's massive Talk to me about the scenes at the end When Shane Walsh missed that free and the whistle was blown The pitch was covered with orange seconds later How does it feel as a player to see that? To see that kind of emotion, to see what it means to the fans? Oh, it's unreal, like, it shows, shows out there how much it means to everyone out there Like, and, like you can see how much that pushed us over the line there Like, you could hear the chants, you could hear the roars Like, and it, it definitely helped, like maybe putting them off their freeze and their shots too. Like you, you don't really know. Like it's definitely a massive point boost. Like. How much did today's victory mean to you as players? Because even if you'd have lost or drawn, you would have gone through. But I get a sense that you kind of needed a big performance and a big win as well. Yeah, I suppose we felt that we weren't playing that bad, but just results weren't going our way. Like, and we knew we needed that bit of a spark, you know, just to maybe kickstart our year and push us on maybe further down the lane, hopefully. And the way you played, you attacked it, you went after it, I mean, you put numbers forward. There was there was a lot of risk taking, a lot of gambles. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I suppose it paid off. Like, we sort of went at them and a bit, a bit of aggression, a bit of a tent from the start, which maybe was a wee bit different to the previous games. And you, and you can see it paid off like for us. And Jason, finally, the management team, they seem to give you that licence to express yourselves out there. I appreciate that's a very vague term, but when I see guys getting the ball like yourself, you seem to be allowed to make a burst, make a decision. It's not robotic. Well, that's it, yeah. Like, like we're all good footballers. We all should be able to play with your head up, and that's what these are on the ways. That's what they encourage. Like, So I suppose that bit of confidence out there today, like, and we were able to go at them, get them scores and push and kick outs. Like, so it definitely was a massive difference. Like. Appreciate your time. Well done today. Well, yeah. Cheers, Jason. Thanks hard to know what's going to keep people on TV happy. I know what keeps the supporters happy. More games, more competitive games. Nearly every game this year in the Ryan Robin system has been competitive. A couple of years ago we were playing, we don't have enough games. Now we're saying we're too, too many games. Then there was dead rubbers and now there's no dead rubbers. Like it's, like to me, you, know, that you have to sit back and sort of see. Like some of the games today, everybody was fighting for every score. It wasn't even winning the game. It was fighting for every single score. And to me, the system you know, is, is much better. I'd say like it's not the leadership in the GE I'd be giving credit to, but there is the teams that really lean into it. Like if you look at Westmead, like an air grip, and everybody wrote them off and they pinned every one of us to our collar. You know, they were just unlucky against Galway to lose a man. Like it was a drawn game up until that. And you know, huge credit goes to Desi Dolan and that. But I think Tony McIntyre same with Sligo. You know, I know they had a bad day today, but still like they've been really pushing teams. So I think it's been a good system. Uh, like in games that mean more, a championship. Teams are trying to develop, get more games. There's a lot to be happy about it, but I suppose is the inclination. It's funny. I'm told I'm a bit dire and I don't smile enough. And yet, you know, I think it's about eight years, nine years ago, I turned off the TV because all you hear is people crying and complaining. But I suppose that gets them more likes or tweets or whatever it is to do these days. Yeah, look into a quarter final. We remember that epic battle you had with Galway in a quarter final last year. You really want to build on what you did last year at 
championship, I presume, now that you're there in the last eight? Of course, but you've got to meet quality teams. Like, you know, you have the Dublin's here. There's nobody gone. Like, everybody still thinks they'll have a chance. And But it's, it's a great thing to be there. And I'm, I'm delighted to get our supporters. I know you, like, you, you always have sort of like died or somewhere, but we have a brilliant support. Like, and even there, when things get close again at the end of the game, they're like an extra man, you know. And um, as the watch was under a lot of pressure to take the free kick, because I could hardly hear anything, never mind him. Like, you know, so it's, it's great to have that support. Like, and even when they sent them down here for no one reason, and like, it's, it's nothing to do with like leaving. They're very, very accommodating. Like, Dharma, brilliant people, looked after us really well. Like, but you would have thought, like, you know, our market definitely fill other places. But listen, I've given up years ago trying to understand the CCC. Will you be sending thanks to uh, Desi Dolan? Yeah, listen, I'm just seeing there, Colin, Desi's done. Like, in every game Westmead have played, they've been unbelievable. Like, against Galway, they were just lucky to get a man sent off when it was a tight game, and Galway were able to pull away. They put us to the pin of the collar, they done the same thing to their own. Like, we were getting a lot of hassle, like, about how we played against Westmead. I know we missed a bit, but there's some quality players, like that young fellow too, like 11, like, he's been hard to handle by every team. So, yeah, like, I'll take any favours that are going but on a day that even Cork's doing carry a favour anything can happen like. Did you know the, the result on the last kick was Seamus or even when Rory Grogan was uh, You were hearing sort of things coming in like it was, listen, those last three minutes they were added on to the three extra minutes were tough to take but Were you unhappy with that here in the couple of extra minutes? I'm not going to talk about referees, honestly, because you're not allowed to. All you do is get into ask. It's not, I'm not being okay, rude, and, but what happens is you get a smart RC email and you get suspended. So it's okay. With which? Yeah, so you just get a smart RC email and you get suspended. So you better just not talking about referees. Kieran, you had a great start. Sorry. You were unhappy about the venue choice. I guess I'm not happy. It's it probably could have been somewhere more ideal, but again, yeah. I don't want to take away from Carrick and Chan. They were very accommodating to us. Really, very good. But both teams do take a, a large support. Like. Rory Rubin was short with the mark in Clonus. Yeah, he I was over the. He puts over the. I was uh, delighted for him. Like, today, you so know, it makes a difference. Yeah, I really was delighted for him. He's a good lad. He's been one of our marquee players for the last eight or nine years, and he, he, he took a lot of hassle for that one. And so, look, to be the man put the winning point over today was a good thing. Kieran, you had a great start to the second half. Uh, I think he scored three points without reply, and you put Charlie Ogan, Killian McDade. How? big a factor was that in winning this game you make changes you try things some days they work some days they don't like, um, like ourselves and Galway have been nip and tuck for the last number of years there's been a point between us and even though I suppose the general noise would say we're about 10 miles behind them like, we wouldn't feel like we're that way and we would know Galway are going to go away after today and get better but, First time for Porridge Ice, he always puts out a good team. Like, and they're physical and they're strong and they go at it. And I would like to think we're the same. And we've had some crackers, and today we got the, the victory. Like, and, but I'm sure they'll learn from it and move on. How big a victory is it for you, the way you won it and how you won it, and what was at stake? It was big. Like, we probably haven't got the rub of the green and like, those things. Like, you get to announce the final, you miss, you know. Gonna throw up ball for an obvious free in and things like that. Like and all of those things seem to just be robbing. So it's, it's nice to get a wee bit of luck because we got a wee bit of luck today. Not in decisions, but just maybe people missing free kicks and us getting them and stuff like that. So it's a good day and we finished top of the group. Later for the supporters, especially a day like that. Like it's a long journey home. Hopefully everyone's safe. But no, delighted for everybody involved. Uh, Rory, it's buckling down Thanks, with rain, but uh, I'm sure it feels like the sunniest day ever for you. What a win against Galway. Yeah, geez, it was nip and tuck there just the whole game. And 
with the nature of the other game going on at the same time, you just haven't a clue what's going on. And we sort of agreed as players before, all we could do was just try and get a win. There was talk of score difference and all this stuff during the week, but like it really didn't matter. We've had absolute clinkers with Galway the last year or so, and we knew it was going to come down to the wire, and it proved to be. And we just got a bit of a counter-attack there, got a good turnover from Andy, and uh, managed to get a free at the end and just held out. So, a brilliant win. You knew the win was possibly at stake when you were lining up that last free, what turned out to be the winning free, but did you know topping the group was at stake then? I actually didn't. It was only when the break and play happened when Galway won the free at the end that the word came from the line that the other game was a draw. So it actually, if they, if they missed that, we would top the group. Uh, so... I didn't honestly know at the time. This might be better that I didn't know. <laughs> what a crazy game. Try and talk me through it. Try and tell me what it was like from the players' point of view out there. Yeah, it was sort of point for point at the start. And obviously Galway's penalty looked like it was going to stretch them ahead. Ethan made a brilliant save and we thought we were a bit of a get-out. But then Kelly scored a great goal, so that bit of a gap was there. And sort of Galway had that bit there for, you know, the just before and after half time. But once it got level, it's sort of anyone's game. And it's who to who could... Who could kind of see it out? Who would maybe blink first? And maybe just the moments of it get there and we've got a couple of frees just that helped us get over the line. You had a great start to the second half. I think he scored three points without reply. And Charlie Oag went on Killian McDade. He was running the show in the first half. He was very good. Not as effective in the second half. So whatever you did, it worked. Yeah, and it's a team thing too. Like Charlie Oag came on and did well. And like McDade's an excellent player. So you're only ever going to limit his influence. And when he's coming from the end of moves there, you get three great points in the first half. When you had to do better at stopping him, because there's a lot of fires to put out with that Galway team. You know, the quality everywhere. So... Um, again just sort of collective defence was a wee bit better in the second half and sort of swirling wind and stuff there too it was difficult at times the shots you could even see the different frees that were scored and missed um, and thankfully we were out on the right side of it anyway How much did you just need this big win because I know you were gutted after the Ulster final you were disappointed to lose to Tyrone you beat Westmead but were still criticised because you didn't play as well as maybe people expected so how much did you need a big victory like this a statement victory I think we did like you know throughout the league with a lot of near misses and stuff and we felt like we were playing well but we were leaving a lot of things behind decent run in the Ulster Championship and then you know the cutting defeat like you said and it was sort of a wee bit hard to pick ourselves up and even though we got that win against Westmead everyone knew we didn't play that well started very well against Tyrone didn't take our chances and ended up you know beaten and very disappointed so the thing has been in a wee bit of a downer but as players we've just been trying to reset and get back to sort of basics with it and we felt that we're very close although the criticism was there we felt like we've been there thereabouts against all the top teams in the country and we knew that this was a chance like you said to make a statement victory and again it's just one win it gets us to the quarter final it's nice to have the week off but it, it is a big win for us it is important to get that time off and also to get to the quarter final I think it's at home as well and you're going into those quarterfinals with a positive as well which I'm sure helps because this, this group you strike me as a real confidence group a real momentum group that, that kind of thing is what, what you really want yeah I think in the past we've got decent runs in the qualifiers you get a bit of momentum a bit of confidence from wins but um, that, like you say that two weeks is a big thing because the game's week to week you know with knocks and different things and the physicality of those games it's a hard six or seven day turnaround so we'll get a few boys back in who've been knocks and stuff and keep pushing keep driving everyone wants to be playing and that's a good place to be um, and I'm not sure where the quarterfinal will be I suppose we won't know until next week who it is but well, it's of a good course, place yeah, to be sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought the preliminary quarterfinals are at home if you uh, finish yeah. it yeah but okay listen Rory uh, you're surrounded by kids here I'm sure they all want an autograph I'm sure it's, it's bucketing down with rain here but I'm sure it's, it's like coming. yeah it's like four weddings at a funeral is it still raining I hardly noticed yeah. well done Rory anyway thank you Welcome to Park Sean McDermott, where Galway have finished second in Group 2 of the All-Ireland Series. That's because they've been beaten by Armagh, 16 points to 1-12. A really dramatic game here, and combined with Westmead's draw against Tyrone, that means that Armagh topped the group, Galway are second, 
and uh, Tyrone are third. So Armagh goes straight through to the quarterfinals while Galway get a home preliminary quarterfinal. The draw for those preliminary quarterfinals will be made tomorrow. Colin Boyle, formerly of Mayo, is with me for this uh, chat. Colin, before we start on this game, what about Mayo today? I know you didn't see all the game because you were on your way here, but a disappointing defeat to Cork and it means that uh, Mayo get an extra game that perhaps they didn't really want or need. Hugely disappointing day, Oshin. Yeah, for Mayo, from a Mayo point of view, it's funny when I got here to the press box uh, before today's game to go in Armagh, Mayo were after going six points clear, went out and chatted to a few boys outside and I got told they were a point down and that was just 10 minutes later. So I'm not sure what exactly, exactly happened there, but that's a crazy turnaround in a short space of uh, time. But I think Mayo today, they were being frustrated defensively by Cork but it seemed like that the hard work done when you go six points up in a game like that to, to, to concede a lead like that it's a bad defeat for Mayo there's no doubt about it but it's the way you lose games as well can hurt even more and I think that's going to hurt them going into this week they've no time to think about it that's, that's the thing with everything that's after happening today all the dramatics obviously the draw that's tomorrow they're in a prelim quarter-final. They didn't think they'd be there, but that's where they are, so they've got to reset themselves now. It was a beautiful day here when we got here. Now, as you can potentially hear, or possibly hear, there's thunder and maybe lightning. I'm not looking. I don't want to look. I'm afraid of it. I don't. You're my thunder buddy. Uh, what about Mayo, just before we move on to this game? Is it a good thing or a bad thing that they have an extra game? Because you've been part of these crazy Mayo summers before. We're like Juggernaut in X-Men. I'm not sure if you're a comic book nerd. The more they move, the more momentum they create, and the stronger they actually get. So more, more games could be a, a good thing. Yeah, look, you're right. We have been involved in this in the past, but that's through the qualifiers. This is very, very different now. This group stage format, this is Mayo's second defeat in the championship, you know. So even from a, a confidence point of view, a psychological point of view, getting beaten Roscommon, getting beaten by Cork, two teams who played very similar style on the, on the day that they've beaten you they're going to take a serious confidence hit now so they're going into next week's game now really with their backs against the wall going up against a team a second place team who's after coming off the, the, the back of a big big win ok so they're going to have to turn the tables it's not just that though even if they do get over that game it's, just, it's going into a quali- uh, quarter final the following week against a Dublin against, Ar- against Armagh against a Derry you know what I mean so that's going to be a big big ask but look at that's down the line they have to get there first ok let's talk about this game Armagh beating Galway 16 points to 112 Galway leading by 2 at the break five to six points Sean Kelly with a wonderful goal he cut mm. through the Armagh defence he was let go by Soupy Campbell to be fair outside of that Soupy had a great game yeah. just before that they missed a penalty Ethan Rafferty making a good save from Shane Walsh going against the breeze in the first half so you thought well they're two points up having been against the breeze they'll surely drive it home now they didn't Armagh started like a, a train in the second half three points unanswered and of course you spotted it Charlie O'Burns brought on to man Mark Killian McDade McDade had scored two points before that front play had ran the show after that he was very quiet he was hugely and he was hugely influential in the first half as well with Sean Kelly that you mentioned there it was a funny first half in regards that Armagh had the breeze but they really just set back to inside their 45 and let Galway play around and even though they had huge numbers back Galway did create them two huge goal chances obviously the penalty where, where Sean Kelly was brought down and then only a couple of minutes later Kelly just waltzed through the, the mad defence where you mentioned Soupy Campbell just got caught defensively and stuck it in the back of the net so Paul Joyce would have been absolutely delighted at half time breeze at the backs in the second half and I think he would have expected his team to drive on but the huge switch was uh, you mentioned it there Charlie O'Burns coming into mid- to midfield to pick up Killing McDade it was very similar in that first half from our point of view to the Ulster final against Derry where Brendan Rodgers just ran the show from midfield they just simply didn't have the legs in the middle of the pitch to stick with them 
it's the same thing was happening them out here with McDade and, and Kelly as well from the back Charlie O'Burden it's so not only did he nullify McDade but he put Goy on the back foot going the other way and they were they it was very clear that they got on top on Conor, Conor Cleason's kickouts as well and it just gave them that bit of momentum I think they got the first three points of the second half a couple of them were just long balls in on top of Andrew Morning. he wins one of them gets a mark he wins another one they get a free turbo kicks over the bar and all that does Oshin is create a bit of momentum create a bit of a buzz in the crowd suddenly their mass supporters are on the feet suddenly they're pressurising the goal kick out suddenly they just have the momentum and they continue that through the second half granted Galway you know it was nip or tuck all the way through the second half and Galway got themselves back into the game and they probably would have felt maybe with 10 minutes ago that they'd seen out the storm you know no puns intended but you know but that finish what a, what a dramatic finish the game it was unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and let's talk through that finish to the yeah. game I think it was um, Mernon got a point from play mm. and then Grugan had that free which he nailed yeah uh, that was a big moment for him as well because he missed an important mark in the Ulster final so maybe that would have been playing on his mind I spoke to him immediately after the game he said he didn't know what was at stake as in topping the group yeah. but he did know after when they were defending that last play from Galway Yeah that, that's absolutely nuts because we weren't even sure at the time what was happening it was very interesting the lead up to that free um, that Andrew Mernon gets Galway are playing the ball over and back here they're trying to create a scoring opportunity and Mernon intercepts the ball just outside the uh, Armagh 45 he runs all the way up the pitch with it. I think it's a very very free to be honest with you I think he gets a slight maybe push in the back from Paul Conroy I think as the covering defender Mernon feels the push he goes down like probably most, most players would in fairness to Grugan he, he, he kicks the score really well just in that phase of play as well obviously we were looking at Sean Kelly an awful lot he was up and down it looked like he's picked up a bit of an ankle injury or a killing in- injury they finally got him off the pitch but he was really really struggling so that could be a, a big knock on effect for, for Galway going forward but you felt like Joe McQuillan was going to give Galway one more chance even though injury time seemed like it was up and and he did Armagh retreat everyone comes back I think it's Keen Hearn comes onto a ball just approaching the Armagh 21 gets hit by uh, Supi Campbell free in and obviously Shane Walsh he's got an awful lot of time to think about, about that free you know it was a difficult free the weather the rain was coming down at this stage it was about 10 to 15 metres inside the, inside the line he goes with the hands which was interesting as well and he just never got a hold of it you know what I mean and you know Armagh to be honest on their second half display they probably just deserve to win it You get the feeling that Galway actually can recover from this yeah. I'm not so sure that would have been the case for Armagh I think and they would tell you this themselves in fact some of them did they needed this win they needed a big win because the Ulster final stung mm. they lost a narrow match to Galway on penalties last year lost a few matches narrowly this year didn't even play well against Westmead when they won granted Westmead as we saw today against Tyrone are decent but this is a big big win for them isn't it Huge win and funny, I was just talking to the beginning of the and I said the last real big team Armagh have beaten is Tyrone last year in the championship you know what I mean so they needed this win I thought they were gone during the week to be honest as an All-Ireland contender I kind of written them off but to me that second half when Armagh played to their strengths I think that's the key going forward to Armagh for Armagh if they play to their strengths they are capable of beating anyone and some of the football they played there in that second half was outstanding OK, Colin Boyle, formerly of Mayo, thanks for joining us here in Park. Sean McDermott today for a dramatic day of football. Armagh beating Galway 16 points to 112. That win combined with Westmead's draw against Tyrone means that Armagh win the group and go straight through to the quarterfinals. Galway and uh, Tyrone go through to the preliminary quarterfinals and Galway will be at home for those. The draw will be made tomorrow morning, that's Monday morning, and uh, Off the Ball AM will keep you in touch uh, with that draw and tell you what happens as it happens. From a rainy and uh, stormy Park Sean McDermott literally and metaphorically uh, we let you go and say thanks for watching bye bye and don't forget to follow all the off the ball social media channels for everything that's going on in the world of sport 
Gaelic football on Off the Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more.